Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So this, this was really weird. I went rock hounding solo today to a place that my husband and I have gone before. Everything seemed normal when I arrived too. It's a very secluded area of the creek with a rock bar in the middle of the creek and with a small patch of woods to the left and a dense forest on the right. I crossed the creek and set up on my gear and on the rock bar. I grabbed a bag and started walking up the creek. About 45 minutes in, I kept looking up at the forest. I don't know why, but I just kept getting a really eerie feeling. Every now and again I would hear a couple of thumps out there but you know it's just nature so I didn't think too much of it. About an hour in I heard my first meow though. I was so focused on pulling clay that I literally stood up and was like I did not just hear a cat meow did I? Ten minutes go by and I'm walking further up the creek and damn if I didn't hear it again. I stopped and was like Yeah, I definitely just heard a cat meow. That's really weird. But like, something seemed really off and I started to feel uneasy, so I turned around and I started heading back to my site. Something about the meow just wasn't right. It wasn't a a painful one, but just like a a matter-of-fact sort of meow, if that makes sense. About five minutes into the trek back, I definitely hear a meow this time. And I'm sweating like crazy because of the heat, but instantly feel cold and clammy, and the hair is standing up on the back of my neck. I know what I was supposed to be hearing, a single meow, but it wasn't coming from a cat. It sounded a lot like someone or something imitating a meow. I keep focused on getting back to my site, and about five minutes later, another one. Here's where I realize that things are getting really weird. The meow always sounded the same distance from me, no matter how far I kept walking. I finally reach my site and pull out my drinks and plop down to rehydrate. That's when another meow sounded, and this time I knew with everything in me that it was definitely not a cat following me. 
I calmly gathered up my gear and started to trek across the creek to the path to my car. And then, and then, another really long drawn out meow. I made my way across the creek and hunched down into a pit. I parked my car right next to the edge of the forest and was really starting to lose my head. I got my keys and mace out and put my gear on me so that I can dive into my car and rearrange later if I need to. And I nearly lost it, finding the courage to make it to my car, but I did, and I hightailed it out of there as quickly as I could. Now, the rational answer to this is that someone was just messing with me, but how did they get back there in the first place? It's like 200 acres of forest. I mean, really? I'm in North Alabama, and there really just shouldn't be anyone out there. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm currently living in my SUV right now, and last night around 12am, I parked in a Walmart parking lot to take some sleep. It was one of the worst days that I've had in a long time, and I was absolutely exhausted, so when I got into the back of my SUV, I fell asleep right away, unfortunately forgetting to lock my doors. I've uh, always been a very light sleeper. To be honest, I'm thankful too that I am because somehow I woke up, turned around in my makeshift bed to face whoever was now sitting in my driver's seat of my car looking directly at me. This is where the story somehow gets kind of funny, I guess, because I was so tired and in such a daze, all I did was continue to shake my head back and forth and say no, while reaching across this person's lap and opening the door for them and gesturing for them to leave. And thankfully, they got out. I hope whoever they were that they're okay, but quite honestly, the fact that somebody got in my car late at night like that, I don't know... I feel pretty lucky for some reason. So I, a 27-year-old female, was at the laundry mat today with my father and one-and-a-half-year-old too. To kill some time between loads, I took my extremely active tot outside where he couldn't destroy things. There was a gas station about maybe 30 yards next door and there was a six-foot chain-link fence halfway between that separates the lots. The area directly next to the laundromat that connected to the fence, though, was a little bit grassy and sort of a sandy open area, too, with one large tree right in the center. My son runs outside and turns and starts running around in this area laughing and playing, which is great. After about a minute, though, he starts sort of running up diagonally towards the fence in the direction of the gas station, I'm sort of laughing behind him watching his little legs go when all of a sudden I hear footsteps approach behind me. So I turn and look and I kid you not, it was like the movie Get Out. This man just straight knee to chest running straight towards my child with manic eyes. I bolted, scooped him up and darted back into the laundromat so quickly. I glanced back over my shoulder when I was taking off and... The guy was now on his knees laughing and rolling around being really weird. I'm not sure if he was just mentally ill or maybe it was high or something, but I was shaking so bad because I had no clue 
what his intentions really were. This was about seven years ago when I was a teenager working at a grocery store. It was towards the end of the night and I was on my break. It was dark out which made this even creepier to be honest. Like I said I was on my break sitting on a bench outside behind the grocery store. This area that I was in is basically like a back alley next to a train station railroad. It's always been sketchy especially at night time. But I see this Asian lady walking with an African American young girl. The girl is sobbing and as they get closer I swear that I hear the girl crying help help. This obviously sends shivers down my spine and my blood instantly ran cold. I called the cops and they actually did a good job. They called the train stations to see if they saw this lady getting off and warned them to look out for her. They also combed the entire store looking for this lady. Sadly though, she was never found. My boss was mad that I called the cops without coming to her first. But I still think about this and... It always just gives me the creeps. I mean, why were they walking in a sketchy area late at night like that? Why was the girl crying for help? I don't know. Something about the whole situation felt really weird and very sketchy. What do you guys think? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It was the early 90s and I was 17 or 18. I had moved out of my parents' house not long before to not the safest of cities. I was a handful at the time and I was clashing heads a lot with my parents. I had a great job, for my age anyway, $16 an hour and the rent was low at $350 so I moved out. Anyways... My best friend and I would go for blunt rides around the city when we were bored. Back in the early 90s, the streets were pretty scenic with crackheads and corner boys. I stupidly had very little fear and we were used to it by this stage. I was driving and we were both pretty smoked out. She was also drinking some kind of liquor straight from the bottle as well. We had just gone through a yellow light on one of the main roads when... I noticed the car behind us had a police light on the roof and was flashing their headlights at me. Oh man. My friend starts freaking out, shoving the bottle under a seat already almost in tears. I didn't think twice about it. Back then, there were undercovers everywhere. 
I pulled onto the side of the pretty busy street, hiding the blunt and watched the driver take the light off of his roof and start walking towards us. He tells me that he has seen us driving up and down the streets looking for drugs and demands our IDs. He's leaning in and close to my face, looking back and forth at both of us and sniffing the air. He was a really big guy too, kind of unkempt to be honest. But we fish out our IDs and hand them to him. He tells us that we're in big trouble apparently. In my sort of rebellious dumb head, I'm thinking, what, what for? Well, we weren't looking for drugs, just sort of joyriding and smoking some weed. He goes back to his car. By then, my friend is in a puddle of tears. She was no angel either. She was pretty drunk and high and freaking out. But he finally comes back and tells us that he talked to his partner. There was another man in his car and his partner decided to take it easy on us. He said that he would let us go with a warning if we gave him all of our weed and went home. I remember quickly calculating the situation, plain clothes, undercover car, just wants our weed. It just didn't add up. Just at that moment, an actual police car too was driving by on the other side of the street. The guy saw it too and stepped back a little. I just reacted and opened the door and went to the middle of the street waving my arms at the cop car. I remember the look on the guy's face like a confused court kid with nowhere to go. The cops were coming to a light and not going fast anyway. They stopped right there and I just started asking them before they could say anything. Is this guy a real cop? They looked confused. The guy looked like he didn't know what to do. I was yelling to the real cops that this guy said that he was a cop and pulled us over. The guy started fast walking back to his car and partner. The cops left their car in the middle of the street and went after him. And they got him. More cops showed up, but my high is completely gone at this point. The fake cop's car is absolutely swarmed all of a sudden, and I finally see them both being taken to a cop car in cuffs. The cop that originally stopped came back to my car with our IDs and explained to us that this wasn't the first time that these guys had pulled their fake cop act. Asked me if I was okay to drive home, took our information and said that they would be in touch. I was shaken, but I guess more mad than anything. But we went back to my apartment and, well, that was pretty much that. Now, for some time, I had a bit of a habit of checking out the police logs and court sentencing in the local paper. And I found the guy's court appearance, which also contained a mugshot and a short article about how many times he had done the same to other women. And the danger that we could have been in didn't really sink into my stupid teenage brain until I read that apparently he had stabbed two of those young women. I still remember his face and his name even. The court record said that he got a 20 year sentence for it as well. I wasn't a big fan of police back then but I thank God that they just happened to be driving by that day because if they hadn't I really don't know what would have went down. So, it's night time and just to preface, whatever happened, all of the windows in the house are closed except mine. Now, my brother said that he let both of my cats out a few minutes ago and there's no way or reason for him to lie about that. 
He's a bit of a night owl and always up all night, so it's sort of kind of his duty to let them out every night or else they sort of keep everyone up. I was just sat in my bed listening to music and reading on my laptop, door fully closed and the hall light on outside, so I'd know if it was opened. But my cat loves to cuddle up any time of the day and sometimes likes to sit underneath my bed even. I always left his favorite blanket under there for him because of this too. And what I thought was my cat came up to my bed, seemingly to jump up on it. So without looking properly, I started patting the bed and like sort of making a noise, which is just something that I do for him to get up on. He's shaking side to side like he's going to jump up, but he doesn't. And at this point, I think that he looks really weird from the corner of my eye. I glance at him for a second and he does look super weird. Because I can't really see his face, but at telling from the dark and the light from my laptop, he looks really scary. Now, I don't know how to describe what I was looking at, but it was this sort of hairless and really sickly pale grey-coloured cat and not wrinkly, but like shaped sort of like a bobcat. I don't know. It looked like bread dough, but with legs for real. I thought that I was tripping out because it was so dark, so I looked back at him and bent down to try and stroke him, but he immediately jumped under my bed. Yes, jumped. Like, ran so fast that it wasn't running. It was more like one motion, I guess. This wasn't like the corner of my eye type of situation, too. I glanced at him, thought, he looks really weird, then looked back at him straight on and saw the same thing. It's not even like it could have been lighting either because he's a, a fluffy brown and black cat. So why would he look like that? It couldn't have been something on the floor either because I always keep my floor spotless. But after 10 minutes of sitting there terrified, I manned up, got off my bed, turned on the lamp and looked under. But when I did, it was entirely empty other than the blanket. Then I looked around all of the places a cat could hide in my room, but there was nothing. Everything that he could get in was closed and the door is too, so he couldn't have run out. It just really freaked me out. I don't know if I'm just going crazy, but at first I thought that it felt like him, like his presence just felt like it was his, so I didn't think anything was wrong. Then I felt kind of ill when I got a glimpse. Am I just having a gas leak, seeing a ghost cat, or should I go and see the doctor for a diagnosis on schizophrenia? He has a dead twin brother, if that means anything, but he wasn't bald, nor did he like to cuddle. Only at night when he slept with me, but not in the room that I'm in now, so I don't know. I really don't know what to think about all of this. All I know is that I definitely saw something, and it was not my cat. So I was 10 years old at the time, and it was summer break after finishing fifth grade. It was maybe the second or third week of June. I don't really remember why, but my mum had to go to a dinner with some of her co-workers from the daycare that she worked at one night. She left my older sister, who was only 12, to watch over me. 
but my older sister was more so there to make sure that the house doesn't burn down rather than watching over me, I guess. That night, my mum left for the dinner and she said that she would be right back. I remember that I was in the living room and my older sister was upstairs in her room. I was also downstairs with Fenrir, who was a black Newfoundland that I grew up with my entire life. Unfortunately, by the time that I was 10, he was showing his age. He couldn't really walk, run, or stand up like he used to. We would usually have to help him up and walk him outside to the backyard, which had a porch. The porch had a walkway that we had built so that Fenrir could walk down easier. We would also have to bring his food and water bowls over to him as he was always too tired to get up. So I'm watching TV in the living room with Fenrir lying down by the side of the couch when suddenly I hear this loud growling. I muted the TV, turned around and saw Fenrir growling and snarling at something. He then started barking at something and I looked over and saw that he was directing his attention at the back door that led to the backyard but I didn't see anything as it was pitch black outside. Suddenly he just stood up with seemingly little to no effort which was weird for him and was violently growling, snarling and barking. Keep in mind he hasn't been able to get up by himself in a while so to just see him stand up like he was young again scared me a lot. I used to say that it was like as if Fenra got possessed or something. Anyway, he was still directing his attention to the back door, but before I could react, he suddenly jogged over to the back door and got on his hind legs and started scratching on the glass that was on the door, still growling and barking. At first, I thought that a squirrel probably got up to the porch and came up to the back door or something, but then I remembered that he wasn't even this aggressive towards squirrels. What I mean is that when he would see one, when he was younger that is, he would bark and chase it, yes, but it was more so to sort of scare the squirrel off rather than actually hurt it. And to add to that, he was not an aggressive dog. He would always be really sweet to people and other pets. He was also usually calm, so to see him going feral like this actually really scared me. He sounded like he wanted to kill something, if that gives you an idea of how aggressive he was. In any case, I finally walked over to the back door where he was clawing at. I sort of pushed him away, surprised that he didn't snap at me, and I decided to put my face against the glass to peek out and see if anything was there, but I didn't see anything. All the while, Fenrir is still scratching, growling, barking, and now baring his teeth and drooling to my right. I then walked to the right where there was a light switch that turned on the porch lights and Fenrir went back into his spot, scratching and growling at whatever he was upset about. I flipped the light switch on and the second that that happened, I saw a man dressed in all black, classic burglar outfit with gloves, a ski mask and everything. At first he was seemingly looking into the back door with his face and hands pressed up against it. But when I turned on the lights, he got startled and took a few steps back. He then turned over to me and it was like time just froze. We were both frozen, just staring at each other for a few seconds. Me being only 10 and not really knowing what to do, I quickly reached out to the knob of one of the back doors, more specifically the door that Fenrir was still scratching at, and swung the door open. The guy tried to run, but Fenrir was right on top of him. 
The guy wasn't even able to get off the porch before he was latched onto. When I say latched onto as well, I mean really latched on. Fenra had first bitten down on the guy's leg and then moved and was biting down on the guy's arm now. The guy tried to hit him off but he was just not able to. I was just frozen, staring down at Fenra really biting down on this guy. To be honest, I was more scared of my own dog than the guy that was most likely trying to break in since I'd never seen him be this aggressive in my entire life. I actually thought that Fenra was just going to straight up kill this guy. But eventually the guy screams in agony, which I guess caused my sister to run downstairs to see what was going on. Not really sure why she didn't come downstairs when Fenra was growling and barking the first time, but I digress. My older sister was freaking out and eventually called 911. She then told me to go to my bedroom, which was also upstairs, and so I did. I ran up to my bedroom and just stayed there in shock of what I had just seen and the whole situation in general. A while later, the police showed up and my mum eventually showed up too. She burst through my bedroom and basically gave me the tightest bear hug that I'd ever gotten from her. I remember that she was also crying, worried sick that I was hurt. While I was shaken up, I wasn't physically hurt though. But at one point... I finally go downstairs and I see my older sister talking to the police officer, while Fenra was lying down next to her with some blood on his face, much like Cujo. I remember thinking at the time, oh my goodness, Fenra just killed somebody. And then I also remembered that when I put my face up against the glass on one of the back doors to see what Fenra was so angry about, I most likely put my face directly where the guy still had his face up against it on the other side. So, that means that I must have made direct eye contact with this guy before I turned the lights on without even knowing it. However, while the guy did lose a lot of blood, thankfully, or maybe not, I don't know, he didn't die. And to be honest, I don't really know what happened to the guy afterwards, other than that he had to have gotten arrested, obviously. My mum was instantly looking into buying a new house after this and moving, and we all eventually did move when I was maybe 11 or 12. Unfortunately, before that, first, I had developed my intense fear of dealing with intruders, so much so that I couldn't look outside windows when it was pitch black outside for a while because I was afraid that I was just going to see a face right there. And second, a few months before we moved, we had to put Fenra down because he was just too old now. Needless to say though, that 2014 was the year that my childhood and innocence all died. I'm 18 years old now and I have since been able to look outside windows when it's dark outside now. But while I am still afraid of intruders, it's not really as bad as it used to be. When I move out, I'm definitely getting a big dog of my own though. I will forever be thankful for you Fenra. Had it not been for you... Who knows what that guy could have done to either me or my older sister. So my whole family is, uh, I guess you could say, in tune with some kind of spirituality or paranormal stuff. I really don't know what to call it, but whatever you want to name it. 
both my parents and all my siblings, there are eight of us, have seen or heard or felt ghosts, demons or other dimensional beings, whatever you want to call them. I have a handful of stories both from my personal experiences and stories that my family has told me. This is my first time sharing this after I heard a couple of stories from others I was inspired to share my own. I'll probably eventually share more but for now let me tell you about these green hands that I saw when I was 8 years old. So I was scared of the dark until I was about 27. I'm 32 now. I was always a bit of a scared little boy because of all the stuff that I'd seen and heard so I used to sleep with the light on when I was a kid. I shared a room with my older brother but my bedtime was like 8pm and this was 11 or 12. For hours I would be too afraid to fall asleep and I would wait for him to come to bed so that I'd feel sort of safe closing my eyes knowing that he's with me you know. Sometimes he just wouldn't come to sleep so I eventually fell asleep waiting for him with the light on. Whenever I closed my eyes I would be so scared of seeing something in front of me like a huge face or a monster or something like that when I opened them so I would pull the blankets over my head and tuck my feet in and sleep all walled up under the, the tight blankets and try to sleep. But because I was a bit of a fat kid, I would sweat on the pillow because it was so hot under there, breathing so hard. My brother would come home late at night sometimes and he would be super angry that the pillow would be so damp and the blankets and all that. So he made us use a bed sheet as a blanket since it was way thinner. For nights and nights I slept under the sheet and didn't sweat anymore. But one night I wasn't tired and I just couldn't go to sleep. I remember staring around the room and was just sort of talking to myself and imagining what I would do tomorrow at school and stuff like that. Just kid stuff. I remember this clear as day as well. I know it to be true but I don't know. Who really knows about these things right? Anyway, as I'm laying there on my back... I had the sheet tucked under my heels so the sheet was pulled tight and taut over my toes. It was a, a Mickey Mouse, a Goofy and a Donald Duck sheet. I don't remember if I heard a noise or anything but I was staring at my feet and all of a sudden I saw these two huge green hands slowly creeping up from under the bed. It was the foot of the bed too because there were no sides and now these hands were ugly like straight up green like a goblin or an orc, long nails, yellowish, bumpy, and each hand was like the size of two hands. They both together came up, hands open like they were going to high five my feet or something and I remember it was so slow too. I was completely paralyzed. I could move, scream or do anything but stare. It was so unreal. They crept they grabbed the loose sheet under my feet and pulled it hard from under my heels and then slowly lifted the sheet over my feet. Now I can see my skin, I saw my feet exposed and they let go of the sheet right before they grabbed me and I just absolutely screamed. Like instant crying and tears and screaming. I jerked my feet back and saw them slowly slither sort of back under the bed with their hands still open. A good description of them actually is that they look sort of like they belong to that eyeball hand creature from Pan's Labyrinth, only green. 
In any case, I screamed for my mum and my stepdad while crying and with my knees curled up to my chest and I remember my parents took their sweet time to come to my aid too. I felt like I was sitting on my bed screaming for 30, 40, maybe 50 whole seconds. That's a long time as well for a little kid. So when my mum busted in to see what was wrong, I immediately jumped off the bed and ran into her arms crying, pointing at the end of the bed telling her, there's hands, there's green hands, I saw them. And she was like, what? What are you talking about? My stepdad came in and she told him what I had said and he was just as confused. He walked over, checked under the bed and found nothing of course. Just a, a backpack and a shirt and maybe a wrestling toy, Steve Austin I think. But apart from that, nothing was there and he said that I must have just been dreaming. Now, I know for sure that I was not dreaming because this night I just couldn't sleep and I decided to just stay awake and wait for my brother to come home like I always did. I never pulled the sheet over my head too, that's how I slept every night, the sheet over my head and I can't see them and they can't see me kind of thing so I know that I wasn't dreaming, definitely not. So now I'm trembling, horrified, snotty nose, watery eyed, rambling kid and I begged my mum to let me sleep with my sisters. She said no, she said dad said no and it was just a dream, go back to sleep, you'll be okay. But no, I am not sleeping on that bed or this room tonight. And so I begged and begged and cried and squeezed her harder looking up at her pleading for my life it felt. And eventually she said okay, just tonight. I slept with my sisters for like two weeks though because to heck with that. But my mum is religious and we all went to church on Sundays and she just wanted us to pray and that I would be safe but even still I just couldn't sleep in that room anymore unless I was with someone. No one knew what happened too. It was just a really weird night I guess. But my sisters knew something must have happened because we all saw some weird stuff in that house and other houses too so... That was just another thing to add to why we like to sleep with the lights on. After many months, I think I just forgot about what happened, I guess. I moved into my sister's room and we shared it. I really don't know what to say, but that I saw green hands. I felt them pull the sheet over my feet, and I know that I saw it. I don't know what they were or what they were connected to or who or nothing perhaps, it's scary for sure, but now as an adult, I really don't know what to think. It's really odd, isn't it? It's terrifying, but I don't know. Maybe I hallucinated it or something. Maybe I did dream it. Who knows? As an adult, I really don't know how to explain it, if I'm being honest. I'm open to possibilities, but deep inside of me, I still believe that it was real and that it did actually happen. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.